0: Blood Talk
1: Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and how are you? We're going to have a terrific show today, but my... Partner in crime today, Jay Logan, will not be with us. He is dealing with an unforeseen emergency, so let's all bring our prayers out today. I must say that um, I'm so surprised at the chat board today on Blog Talk Radio. First of all, Jay Logan and myself, Gail Davis Carter, would like to thank you for your support, and thank you for letting us know that you like us, you know, what we're bringing to you, and that it's been informative to you. Um, I do promise you that Mr. Logan will be back next week, barring no uh, further uh, uh, emergencies that we've had. And so, yes, we are still on the move. We're going to keep this show moving, and we're going to actually dedicate this show to Jay Logan, um, because we miss you. You know, this is my partner in crime. It's like It almost feels like my left hand is missing. So um, we're going to have an amazing show today. We're going to have Diana Akin, who is from CSAC. And she is just an amazing woman. I've known Diana now like for over a little over two years, I believe it is. And she just continues to amaze us. You know, as you get to know people past, you know, the professionalism and you connect a little bit more, you get to know a little bit more about them. And Diana and I had an opportunity to have – you know, one or two conversations uh, recently that just let me know. She's such an amazing woman. And, um, you know, it's, it's ordinary people that do extraordinary things. So, you know, let's go on to listen give sound bites today. One of the things that uh, has been coming up is Common Core Standards. And it has been quite interesting to find out that many people are really um, – not with the Common Core Standards, and for various reasons. Now, you know, Common Core Standards are used to help get everyone up to par, especially, you know, get youth up to par in their studies. You know, it's the same testing, I believe, across the board as I understand it. And I do want to say as I understand it, because as much as we, Jay, Logan, and I, um, are people who are 100% behind education, you know, the Common Core Standards issue has been one that's been really hard for a lot of people to get behind and it's almost like testing for one and you, and you really can't test for one you know that's one of the issues i've had with it is that you can't test for one every child learns at a different pace so we may have students who are beyond the common core standards but then they can't excel in a way that would be really great for them and then we have students who also are below the Common Core standards, not that they, they're dumb or anything. It's just that students are unable to connect with the learning structure that's in place, so they have to be taught at a different pace. You know, so I've been asking students about it, and it's been some really profound uh differences of opinion even among students who are in high school and who are in uh, lower grade levels in junior high school and intermediate schools so it's been quite interesting to find out and a lot of them are actually worried about their friends because they said some of their friends have you know a hard time learning math or some of them are not as great in reading and to force them to you know actually uh, take that on is really a little difficult so now you know uh before we go on we are going to bring on miss diana atkin i am really excited to have her on as i say we miss my co-host jay logan jay we're out there and um can't wait to have you back on next week so without further ado we're going to bring on diana atkin of CSAC. thank you diana how
0: hi. are you hi gail i'm fine how are you
1: we're doing really well. Unfortunately, my co-host, Jay Logan, was not able to be on today. He had a emergency that was unforeseen and had to be taken care of. So he sends his regrets. But we are ready to go on with this show.
0: Okay, great.
1: So, um, you know, we're glad to have you on. So, you know, one of the reasons why we shared with, you know, having you on, you know, Diane, it's really amazing to have people of different parts of the music industry or different parts of – you know film industry and other industries beyond, because you know one of our main focuses is focus is, is youth and education you know and right and there is a, there's a particular way that you, youth see things as opposed to even someone over twenty one you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and their approach is different because they're younger and they and actually have more access to innovative areas sometimes than we do who you know, been in business and working for a while. So, you know, I want to start off by thanking you for being on and also letting you know that we'll have a series of questions for you and just allow yourself time to answer any questions. Don't give away too much, um, because we don't want our audience to know everything we're going to do here. So let's have a sit back and have, have some fun with this. So, you know, Diana, you know, it was great seeing you at, uh, CSAC. And, um, you know, one of the things I'd love to ask you, you know, starting off is, you know, all, a lot of young people love the music industry. You know what I mean? And sure. They and have, they have in their minds, I'm sure you come across this, I see this 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, you know, people who are going into college, even uh, studying music in college, they have this notion that when they get out of college, whether it's music, whether it's anything, I understand that you've worked with youth. They have this notion that it's going to be an easy time when they get out of college, you know. You know, I wanted to ask you some thoughts about this because I know that you shared uh, with me early on that you work, you know, you are in sports, and I wanted to know, and you worked with youth, and I wanted to know what that was like for you in working with youth and seeing it from their perspective of
0: how they approach life and how they approach careers. Um. Well, sure. Well, first, thank you for having me on. (laughs) Um, I never got to say that when I first got on, but I'm happy to be here and happy to be a part of this conversation. Um, I think uh, to touch on the first thing that you said about youth coming out of college and maybe coming into the music industry and thinking um, everything is coming up roses. I mean, in some cases it does. Um, I think that Uh, There's uh, maybe grass is greener because it's the music industry, so it seems like it's a lot of fun, and it can be, um, but it's still a business, and it's still very competitive, and there's still a level of professionalism that I think you've got to um, take into it and keep in mind when you go into the music industry, even though it is, um, going out and having fun and listening to amazing artists and songwriters and, and bands and things like that, um, I think that you shouldn't let that overshadow um, how you're approaching your entry into the music industry. Um, just keeping in mind that it's, you know, as a, <clears throat> as a young person going into it, that there should still be a level of professionalism that you should hold yourself to and hold others Um, accountable to as well. Um, As far as myself, and, uh, you know, growing up, I did play uh, quite a bit of of sports, different sports, mainly my main sport was soccer, so it was very team oriented. Um, And I have worked with quite a bit of um, different youth organizations um, through soccer, And that's in different capacities from, you know, soccer camps to being an actual youth soccer coach um, and mentor in a a few different ways. Um, And also with older youth um, in college soccer, I was also um, a college soccer coach. I also worked in... Um, athletic administration um, at the division one college level as well so I've come into contact from youth ranging uh, from five years old to 20 21 years old so there's a pretty broad range there Wow
1: you know and, and coming into contact with you know ranges there what do you what do you find you know in youth that we don't see because you know a, a lot of things are being said today, Diana that the youth think this way and the youth think that way and the youth think this way but we're not hearing it directly from the youth. All right. What mm-hmm. what do, you, what do you, in your opinion of working with youth and you know being a youth yourself in sports, what do you think they really think you know like coming into the music industry like you said they think that there's fun but you know I guess to be clearer. Mm-hmm. A lot of youth don't know where to get started going into a lot of industries, all right? And you had that team-oriented experience in soccer and so forth. Do you think that that's something that that will help youth as well into any new endeavor that they're taking on for their career, like, you know,
0: being around team-oriented sports or things like that? Uh, For sure. Um, Team-oriented sports teach you quite a few different things. I mean, sports in general, even if it's, um, you know, not necessarily a team-oriented sport, you still learn quite a bit from it. Um, Just self-discipline and hard work and, you know, and things like that. So, but on the team aspect, it it helps you to understand that there's many different perspectives coming into play um, and many different personalities coming into play on your team and you've gotta to learn to be able to work within those and also be able to deal with different kinds of personalities and, and how those things interact because when you go into the you know workforce, you're gonna be dealing with not just one certain type of person, um, you're going to have to to adapt to uh, many different personalities and ways, different ways that people just operate in the work environment and in general as far as communication, work ethic, and things like that. So I think that with kids coming into just, uh, you know, different industries, you know, music industry or other industries um, out in the workforce and not really knowing exactly what they want to do, It's because, I think it's it's obviously a few different reasons. Um, One of the ones that I've seen is because maybe they're being pushed in a certain direction by, you know, uh, family members or um, things like that and not being able to ask the questions or maybe being able to facilitate asking questions that would help them understand these different places, you know, in the industries that they would want to go to or explore. Um, I think that that those questions um, that they should be asking, maybe they aren't getting the kind of um, uh, mentoring or, or things like that that would allow them to do that. Uh, maybe they're just, you know, kids or people pleasers. They want to please everybody. They want to please their coaches. They want to please their parents. They want to please their friends. Um, It's hard to be an individual a lot of times and ask hard questions, Um, and I think that's true for adults as well, so uh, asking questions, exploring those things, giving those kids the opportunity to say, hey, it's okay for you to ask questions. It's okay for you to want to know about these things that you're getting involved with, you know, that maybe your, your legal guardian uh, is not necessarily giving you that information, I think sometimes they should be exposed to uh, information like that as far as, you know, contracts being signed on their behalf or decisions being made on their behalf so they understand exactly what it entails and, and what the consequences of that might be, if any. Um, I don't know if that helps answer your question at all. Well, yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Because it really touches on
1: another area. Okay? And, and, and that other, that area that it touches on, mentorship. All right? Many youth, you know, Diana, come in, you know, let's say for instance, CSAC. They want to be songwriters. And when you tell them, well, you know, really, go to college learn all the aspects in the business of the music industry or study all the aspects if you want to do it from the performance end. You hear them say, I don't need college. I don't need any of that. You know, I can do it without. And, you know, that comes from wanting to do it on their own as well. For those who, do you feel that a college education is needed, you know, um, to be a songwriter, to be a performer or any of that? Do you think you have to go that route,
0: Diana? I don't think it's completely necessary. I think that what college provides is um, a way for, you know, a kid who's coming from high school and going into college, it's for them to break out and establish themselves in in the world. Um, and also, I think it teaches them just, more structured learning and different things like that for real-world, real, real world, um, I guess, experiences and kind of being on your own and taking what you've learned uh, growing up and implementing that into um, just the world at large. So I don't think it's totally necessary, uh, you know, for somebody to be creative and, I mean, to become... Uh, an amazing songwriter, an artist, or anything like that. There's many, many artists and songwriters who did not go to college and are very successful. But um, there's also many aspects of just maybe going to college that I think would help develop them in the understanding of the world in general as far as like business and and things like that. Um, And just the structure of it. Uh, would help too because there is a business side to the music industry. It's not all creative and there's many instances where people were not educated enough and made some poor decisions and got themselves into just bad situations uh, because they didn't really know the ins and outs of the business itself. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of business knowledge for somebody to know and, and that they should at least know so they can hold other people who are maybe working for them accountable um, for decisions being made on the business end. So, And I think we've seen that time and time again just in the entertainment industry um, where all the reins were given to an accountant or a lawyer or a manager or something like that, and it was eventually led astray somehow And uh, that eventually all comes down on ultimately the songwriter or the artist or whoever who has employed those people. And it's unfortunate and it's sad and it's it's not a fun situation to be in. Um, So I think that going to college, though, it isn't necessary. Um, But it's a plus, I think, and it's helpful in the long run.
1: You know, um, I'm sure you. You know, um, before uh, before we go into your uh, your journey yourself, one of the things I'd like to ask you. You know, a lot of parents will say, "Okay, uh, Joey or uh, Valerie, it's okay if you go into the music business. That's great." But you know, you should get your college degree just to back you up in case that works out. To you, if you, you know, uh, being around people that you young people you see all the time. Do you think that sends a double message that you're not going to make it, or do you think that that's um, a wise, something, something wise for the parent to say? Or even thirdly, Diana, could, do you think the parent could say, you know, it's great for you to have a college education to back you up? We don't think it's that you won't make it, but it will give you
0: more choices. How do you feel about that? Um. I don't think it's a bad thing for them to say. I think it's coming probably from a loving place (laughs) and a a place of concern and wanting them to succeed at life in general. Um, I think that I, you know, myself, I I would probably say the same thing um, to my child or my niece or my nephew or whoever, you know, I was trying to advise in that situation Uh, just because of some of the things that I said previously that it gives you this base of knowledge and interaction in the real world on your own that will help propel you forward uh, through other things. Um, I I don't think it's bad advice. Um, No, I think whether or not they take it, um, it's up to them. And like I said, it doesn't, I don't think it's going to determine success um, and in the music industry one way or the other, but it's maybe a helpful tool for them to use eventually. Would you share with us your career journey,
1: you know, how you've gotten to where you are, and what lessons you have also learned, Diana, that you would, that you would say to other young people who are coming into this industry in any capacity?
0: Sure. Um, so I... You know, I went to college, um, I played soccer in college, I was um, a scholarship athlete. So when I went, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do. <laughs> I majored in sociology and minored in history, so I was not going to school for the music industry. Um, that wasn't my ultimate goal. but. When I did uh, graduate and I got out of that, I was working um, with youth in different capacities. Um, I was working in musical theater with a, at a, um, a, a young musical theater company in in San Antonio, Texas. That worked with, and it was specifically youth that um, were a part of that. I moved on from there to Nashville, Tennessee, and I was working in event production and different things like that, and eventually got involved in music, and was working at a small music publishing company um, for a very short time, and eventually um, was hired at CSAC in the Writer-Publisher Relations Department in the Nashville office. And I think it was just because of relationships that I had built, um, networking and and things like that, and just having a good rapport with the people in that office. And maybe they saw something in me that was um, something they liked and could fill a void within their department. Um, So I, I was given an opportunity. I was not necessarily looking for something in the music industry. It kind of fell into my lap, and I was very lucky in that regard. So when that happened, um, I was very grateful, and I learned quite a bit. There was um, my boss at the time. His name is Tim Fink. He was also an educator. He had been a, a music teacher previously and was amazing. He helped, you know, took the time to answer any questions that I had, taught me quite a bit and for myself it was it was an amazing opportunity and I'm very grateful for it so but I think maybe some advice I could give or well actually from there let me go back a little bit so I was in the Nashville Writer-Publisher Relations Office for two years, and then I transferred up to the Writer-Publisher Relations Office up here in New York City, and I've been here since the summer of 2008. So um, so it's progressed from there, and then back in January of last year, I was asked to be on the board for Women in Music um, as well with um, who Nita Ragawansi, is the president of who you had as a guest uh, the previous week. And so I think that one of the things for me was networking, um, for sure. Uh, people you know and, and the people that you know who know other people are going to help uh, in that regard as far as getting, make, you know, making opportunities available for you, also staying positive. Um, it helps to be a people person, I think, um, and relating in that respect. And just uh, networking, networking, networking. Uh, I, I really feel that that's the key to to finding opportunities that will project you forward uh, in the industry. And I have to say that myself and others that I know uh, a lot, pretty much everyone, the opportunities, opportunities they've been given were from somebody that they knew. It was never really a, a cold call situation. Um, I, very rarely happens. And so building relationships within the industry and it's just you never know. You never know who may know somebody or who's looking for something and someone comes to you with an opportunity. So, you know, I mean, I uh, guess that's kind of it.
1: You know, that's great because, you know, being in this industry, you know, Diana, like you've been in this industry and worked your way, navigated through different ways, I have as well. And, you know, one of the things a lot of young people come to me and say, you know, I, I really have this record, and I said, well, you know, here's the thing. I would say even if you don't want to go for your college degree, you know, some of them want to rebel against their parents too. You know, I'm going to show my parents that I can do it, you know, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And what I share with them is, even if you don't want to go to college, if you feel you don't want to do that right now, okay, give yourself a year to learn this business, not just performing, but go find a mentor and learn the business in and out in all capacities. Um, You know, I want to go back to someone we had on the show earlier, Yuting Lin. Uh, Yuting Lin started with, you know, Clive Davis and, He made sure that he learned every aspect of the business and then was able to work with groups like, you know, Maroon 5 and all of those groups. So, you Mm -hmm. know, um, similar thing, you went to Nashville, you went to school for sociology, and that's what what I want to come back to because this I think is really good. You know, sociology, study of how we kind of interact with each other as a society. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you, would you say that has also supported you in your work as well?
0: Oh, definitely. Um, It helps me in a few different ways, I think. Just understanding how groups work, how communities work, how different things influence those communities. Um, And it also helps you understand, I think, just different perspectives multiple perspectives for, you know, within different groups and with different issues that you might be facing or different problems, um, different projects that you're trying to figure out and work on. Definitely trying to see more than just one or two angles into a situation has helped quite a bit in just understanding different perspectives and not just your own, you know, not just having tunnel vision. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely I definitely would say learn as much as you can, uh, like you were saying about different parts of the industry so you can understand how all of those pieces of the puzzle fit together. That'll help with decision making decision making moving forward. Um, You know, real world experience is like no other. And if you have to take, you know, a few years off and get into working in the real world, I say go for it because uh, even though college, like I said, can be a great base of knowledge and structure and and different things like that, being in the real world and participating in different environments within that and industries and um, workplaces it is like no other experience you can gather or get from anywhere else. It's going to teach you many, many things. And just the pace is different. The people, there's, it's the experience you gain from that, I think, is, um, is probably the best thing you can get. Um, internships things of that nature, I, I run our internship program here in our New York office and, you know, it's, it's I think, valuable, invaluable um, for these kids because they're really understanding the, the pace and, and what's required and understanding, you know, working with all these different kinds of people and being able to communicate with all of them in a different, you know, differing levels. Um, And understanding what professionalism is and what that entails from, you know, sending an email and corresponding with different people to -to face-to-face interactions to, you know, like we had our intern, our current intern working with us at our booth at the New Music Seminar, and by the end of the day, he was able to interact and tell every single person what CSAC was all about. It was impressive. so it's – I think real-world experience internships are, are are an amazing tool as well.
1: You know, I'm, I must agree with you. You know, one of the things that um, – yeah, I, I have to agree with you. That's all I can say. You know, um, one of the other questions I have for you um, – do you have time for two more questions, uh, Diana? Sure, sure. Okay, great. You know, so one of the things that um, – you know, been in the industry at different capacities, and I really get become lit up when I see young people who are so interesting. Um, I came across a young lady, two young ladies actually, who are—they uh, will be a focus on listen, give later on. But one is interested in music, and the other one is actually interested in, you know, sociology and writing. Mm-hmm. And so the one—they came together, and they're writing a blog on feminism. One is going to Haiti. One is going to Thailand. And they're only uh, 16 years old. Wow. And these are, and the one who's doing music is she wants to show the rhythmic views of life from Haiti by being a peacekeeper, a volunteer for the, the summer. And she's going to bring music to them. And she wants to share Haiti's music. And I thought that was amazing. And they've that come is. Together, together. So, you know, you take a look at that and you say, we really need to, like you just said, the, the person that you had as an intern, at the end he, was, he or she was able to say what CSAC was all about. So that's kids learning, at, you know, in real life. You know. One, uh, so here I have a question for you. You know, we're all going to technology, right? And at the mm-hmm. same time there's a, 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 a weirdness going on because some kids are actually now they're showing stepping away from technology so that they can experience life again, on real terms, what do you say to kids who are coming in from, you know, using technology um, for everything and thinking that that's the way of the industry or that's the way actually of learning anything and not, you know, realizing that they have to interact with people in real time, like you said, get
0: to know different people? Um, I would say that technology is important. It is it is ever evolving and it is changing and there is no stopping it. It is I think going to change things. I think in a positive way um, if it ha- and it actually has already. But the one caveat to that I think is do not forget about the one-on-one interaction. Um, and understanding its importance, and connecting with people on a human level by interacting with them with, you know, <laughs> eye contact, <laughs> um, shaking someone's hand and and listening, Really listening to somebody when they're speaking and asking questions about them. Um, and not just looking down at your mobile device. I, you know, that part, I think, is the one thing we cannot lose and is still very important. Um, and just understanding that being empathetic and and engaged with someone when you're speaking with them, it goes a really, really long way. Um then that, to me, uh, you know, I I love technology. I love digital. I love everything. I I love where everything is going. But that one relationship piece of being able to interact with someone um, and really giving them your full attention, that is very important and I don't think should be lost. You know, thank you so much because that's
1: one of the things that I thought was very important as well. Is that as much as we love technology, it's important to interact with one another. Um, you know, the 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 one thing I want to ask you, the one burning thing that you think anyone coming into this industry needs to know, not from just songwriting or you know, just the music industry as a business as a whole. What is the one burning thing? You would tell uh, uh, if someone came to you as an intern and say, what is the
0: one thing I should really know, Diana? What would you tell them? Hmm. One thing they should really know. Um, <laughs> the grass isn't always greener. Um, just uh, uh, I think... Understanding that wherever you go um, and wherever you decide to work um, or are offered employment, that it's not, um, every place is going to have its intricacies and dramas and, and things like that. And like I said, you're going to be dealing with many different personality types. Um, different kinds of people and situations so it's really important to know yourself and how you're going to interact in and, and deal with those situations in, um in a way that you can hold your head high afterwards and you know knowing that wherever you go and when you're you know whatever job you take it, it may seem like it's the best and it might be um, but just be prepared for the politics be prepared for the competitiveness so that you don't get caught off guard um, and it, it's and have fun <laughs> I mean have fun it will be fun it's not going to be some horrible 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 experience although some can be just be prepared uh, be prepared and know that this, the real world is the real world. It is, um, there's all different kinds of people in it, and everyone um, is, is trying to make their mark. So I think maybe that's, um, I, I hope that would be <laughs> some good advice to give.
1: I would have to say yes, it very much is. You know, one, um, one last burning question I have before we go. That last burning question is, you know, we had a conversation about women, you know, young women, especially young women, older women, doesn't matter. You know, we want to thank Nita Raghuwanshi for Women in Your Music as well. But one mm-hmm. major thing that I want to ask you about women, and this is what we spoke about, women coming together and supporting each other. You know, recently one of the things I found is we as women, we do support each other, but we can also be very passive when we want something. You know, we'll see something that another woman has in Mm -hmm. any career, young and old. We'll see something. And rather saying, I'll support you or could I have that, we'll say we're supporting them to get to the people that that person knows. And I'm not saying that's not done in general, but I think there's a way that men just deal straight on. And we have a tendency to support a motive in mind. And Mm -hmm. you spoke about this so eloquently at the C.S.A.C. event, you know where we were at uh, the uh, New Music Seminar, and I just wanted the to the Women in Music talk- event. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, right, exactly. I w- I would love for you to share your thoughts on that. I thought it was really eloquent, and it really gave us as women something to think about.
0: Well, I think I mean what I had said was that we shouldn't <laughs> we shouldn't necessarily blame. Or put the blame on men for the situation that we're struggling with right now, as far as women in the music industry, and the lack there of of um, upper management um, or you know executives uh, female executives and I felt the reason I, I said that was because when you start doing that you're giving them all of the power and they're holding the cards. You know, when we're putting the blame on them and saying, you know, this is their problem to fix, it's really our problem to fix. It is.
1: It 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 really
0: is. And trying to, when you are working with other women in different capacities, um, and how sometimes we do sabotage either ourselves by not asking for what we want or you know, establishing boundaries for in different situations um, as far as maybe how people interact with us or how, you know, how they treat us in general. Um, first of all, holding yourself accountable um, for those things and then also holding each other accountable for how we might sabotage one another um, within the industry and workplace, and when we should be supporting each other. and if that means being straightforward and calling the person out on it in a tactful way, <laughs> not trying to um, you know attack them uh, in any kind type of way, just keeping it professional and um, I feel like trying to be tactful with things is a level level of professionalism we should always try to aim for and not not try to be over-emotional with it. Um, We should be passionate, but not necessarily over-emotional with it. We should just keep our wits about us um, when doing that. And just making sure that if something happens that you feel is not appropriate from another female approaching them and just trying to, you know, work it out specifically with them, not trying to maybe go behind a back or, you know, maybe you want to talk to someone else about it and bounce it off of, you know, the situation with them so you can get a different perspective on how to approach it, which I think is fine, but making sure that you you let that person know uh, the issue that you have and maybe a way to fix it or to improve it moving forward
1: you know I have to agree with you you know one thing I'll say in uh, passing is that I hear a lot of women speak about you know equality equality and the opportunity and I also say the the blessing Diane I've had because I do see it as a blessing to to have been at the UN spoken uh, two or three times at the UN just my opinion um, there, just even have that space to do that. You know, it's, it's about partnership across the board with all of us, whether you're a girl, and a, a girl and a boy or a man and a woman. It's partnership because partnership is what shifts behaviors. We get to understand each other in a different way, even woman to woman, man to man. I just think that partnership eliminates a way to say, I'm going to fight for something because fight elicits fight from the other party, whereas if you're in mm-hmm. partnership, you can find the ways of commonality. And I think right. the same in the music industry, you know. You've got to take responsibility for who you are, what your actions are. You also have to respect yourself and be confident in yourself as a human being, period, no matter what industry you're in. And then if you're in a relationship with a male counterpart, you know, remember that he's, he's a, a human. All there is is to create partnership and understand how they are and how they do things and how they, and how you do things. You know, sometimes... each person has a different rhythm and we have to find a way to connect with each other's rhythm. And that's, you know, that's my thought process on it. But I want to thank you for being on our show today and sharing your opinions. And is there any last thing that you'd like to say before we leave? (laughs)
0: Um, Well, thank you for having me. Um, And uh, I don't know if there's any last words except, um, you know, stay positive positive. Uh, ask questions and uh, believe in yourself, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's
1: uh, across the line for everything. So, you know, Diana, thank you. And, you know, we'd love to have you back on later in the year or or early next year, you know, as we progress with our projects and everything. So thank you for your time. Sure. Thank you so much, Gail. I really appreciate it. All right, and have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, really thank you for the show and and being with us today. And we're going to leave out with, I want your number, and let's everyone say hello to Jay Logan out there, and he's missed, and we will see Jay next week. So next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m., we're back on the road, guys. Thank you so much.